Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. We all know what day it is today. It's Election Day, but a lot of the programs are going to have the day off, so we're not going to have a lot of news tomorrow. Uh, they've done the right thing. And they're going to allow the young men to go out and be able to perform their civic duty if they haven't. And so I love it. I think it's great. Uh, Go out and vote. Uh, If you haven't already voted, uh, make sure that you get there early. uh, Be prepared and uh, perform your civic duty. Uh, This is the first time I've ever voted in a presidential election. So uh, I got my civic duty done. I I sent my mail-in ballot over a week and a half ago. So Hey, uh, I hope you guys do the same thing. Uh, But let's get into some Big Ten action from yesterday as the conference announced their Players of the Week. And uh, a couple of surprises, I would say. I didn't think that uh, they were going to co-award these. I thought it was pretty clear-cut last week who the best offensive player was, uh, and that was Justin Fields. He did share the award. Uh, Fields was absolutely phenomenal against Penn State, and uh, the reason why I wouldn't have coded it is because of the uh, the competition here. I, I thought that when you looked at the grand scheme of the Big Ten, there's two teams that you know, pretty much stand out uh, this year over the others, although the current moment Penn State is 0-2, but the Buckeyes and the Nittany Lions, to me, were the two best teams going into the season. So when you've got Justin Fields going out there, uh, I think it was five Incomplete passes that he threw, uh, racked up four touchdowns, just looked in command the whole game. Uh, I thought that was clear cut. But Tulia Tagovailoa, he came around. He led the Terrapins to a huge win. I mean, massive win over Minnesota this past weekend. And not only that, he had a huge game. Three touchdowns through the air, two touchdowns on the ground. He had one more touchdown than Justin Fields. So, hey, you know what? Uh, when you look at the stats, uh, you can say, all right, yeah, Tulia Tagovaiola had a huge, massive game. So congratulations over there. And then uh, defensively, uh, this one went to Tommy Togiai of Ohio State. The defensive tackle ended up with seven tackles and three sacks against Penn State. And you know, I'm going to continue to hype this young man up because what he's doing with what happened to him in the offseason, if you don't remember, I told you about, uh, I want to say, six, eight weeks ago, somewhere in that range, that the young man was trying to break up a domestic violence incident, and he got shot in the face. A bullet went through both sides of his cheeks. Uh, he had multiple surgeries, et cetera, et cetera. And for him to be able to be on the field and to be competing is one hell of a thing. But then, not only that, He's probably been Ohio State's best defensive lineman in the first two games. He was very good against Nebraska, very good this week, this past week against Penn State. So congratulations to Tommy Togiai uh, for getting the defensive Big Ten Player of the Week. Uh, Special teams went to Indiana kicker Charles Campbell. And then the uh, freshman of the week, it was a co-freshman of the week as well. Uh, One of them went to... Michigan State wide receiver Ricky White. Uh, White had a pretty good game against Michigan and, and really showed that, you know, he's a guy that uh, that people are going to have to game plan for. 
and uh, I, I liked what he did, and uh, I'm not surprised on this one. Uh, I was a little surprised on uh, their second selection, though, in Northwestern safety, Brandon Joseph. Uh, when I looked at the stats, I thought the, the clear-cut guy was uh, Blake Gallagher. I thought he was the one uh, that really stood out, but uh, the, the Big Ten offices went with uh, their safety, uh, Brandon Joseph. So, hey, you know what? When you go out and get wins uh, like these teams did, and look at it, they they picked winners from every single p- spot, every spot, win, uh, Tego Viola, win, Fields, win, Togiai, win, Campbell, win, White, win, Joseph, win. When you win, you get a little bit more of that love. So congratulations to those players for being named conference players of the week at their respective spots some interesting news coming out of michigan as well yesterday so there was uh and i didn't want to report this until the school actually made a statement there there were some rumors flying around this weekend that uh secondaries coach safeties coach bob shoop uh, who was hired earlier this year has not been with the team and, and hasn't been coaching and this is kind of odd because uh you know, we're two weeks into the season, we're about seven weeks into the Big Ten actually getting back on the field, and he hasn't been there yet. So this is odd. Uh, Michigan released a statement on it, and they were very short. Uh, they didn't really explain the situation. Uh, so we don't know if, you know, Shoup is an older man. Uh, he's been in the coaching realm for many, many years. If you know college football at all, you've heard the name Bob Shoup before. He's put together some fantastic defenses and this is just very surprising. I didn't realize that he wasn't on the field. Uh, and um, this is just something odd that we've seen uh, defensive analyst Ashton Larkins has taken over uh, his role. Uh, apparently according to Michigan as well, Shoup is still a member of the team. He has not been fired or let go or whatever. Uh, and you know, to be honest with you, if this was a COVID-19 related opt-out, I think that the university would have told us that already. So maybe it's a health issue that's not related to COVID. Uh, I, I'm just very curious as to why the university just didn't actually tell us what's going on with shoot. Uh, I think transparency would have been nice in this situation, uh, but uh, we'll continue to wait and hear and see what actually is going on with uh, with Bob Shoup. So unfortunately for Michigan, uh, they don't have Shoup, his knowledge, his veteran experience at their disposal right now. And I'm not sure, you know, if, if that really made a difference, uh, but it, it 100% could have, because when you see and go back and review the film, I mean, look, Ricky White was named one of the Big Ten's freshman of the week for his play against the Wolverines this past week. So there, there is probably a role that that played for Michigan and not having that veteran leadership back there to kind of guide the safeties and give them a little bit more. I'm not saying that Larkins is a bad coach. It's just that, you know, in big time, big game situations, you want a guy that who, who's been there before, who's been through, you know, the trenches and understands what's going on and is able to make some adjustments on the fly. He might see something a little bit different than Larkins because he's seen it so many times, Shoop, that I'm talking about. So uh, unfortunate, but, uh, you know, whatever it is, we hope for the best for Shoop. 
it's just, you know, it, it's, we just don't know what it is. Nobody does right now. I'm sure that obviously Michigan does uh, inside the program, but uh, for us outside the program, we have absolutely no idea what's going on with Bob Shoup. Uh, loss for Ohio State, and they don't lose very often, but this one, uh, this one might hurt and test their depth as defensive back corner Cam Brown is out for the year after he tore his Achilles against Penn State. This is the first uh, major injury for the Buckeyes this year, so it's obviously going to test their depth at the position, and it'll be interesting to see who steps up. They obviously recruit at a ridiculously high level, and Kerry Combs, when he made his return to Ohio State from the NFL, he's looked at as one of the best corner coaches in the country. And so I don't believe that the Buckeyes are going to, uh, you know, suffer a huge drop down in talent. Uh, experience, yes, 100%. I think that the experience level will drop. But here's the key, though. The Buckeyes really won't get challenged for the rest of the season until their final game when they play the rivalry, the game against Michigan. I really can't go ahead and look at their schedule. I'm not saying it's a cakewalk, but they don't face Wisconsin. You know, they're going, they've already played Penn state. The tough games for them are, are already not done, but there's a big gap between them because of this weird season. So I feel like this was, a, I wouldn't say a perfect time for an injury because we hate to see injuries, but the scenario for Ohio State, for the fact that they actually get an opportunity to get these young players some work in and try and figure everything out before they really get tested from another offense, I think that bodes very well for the Buckeyes. So unfortunately, Cam Brown will be out for the year with an Achilles injury. Speaking of another injury, uh, Rondell Moore. Uh, we assumed that the reports that Moore would be ready for week two this past week would be true. Well, they're not quite true. And uh, when asked by the media yesterday, uh, Jeff Brom said that he's unsure when Rondell Moore will be back. Again, this is another situation where we don't know exactly what's going on with Rondell Moore. Uh, did he test positive for COVID-19? Uh, we don't know. If that's the case, then he would be out that three weeks, so he'd miss that first three games. Okay, that you know that that is what it is. But at the current moment, uh, Jeff Brom really hasn't told us anything, so we're just we're just kind of waiting for him to tell us what's going on. And at this point in time, uh, who knows? Uh, and another factor is is Wisconsin, their opponent this week. Uh, today, like I told you yesterday, and they announced over the weekend, they're going to let everyone know whether or not the program is fit, that the program falls under Big Ten guidelines for the COVID testing in order to play this week. So we'll find out a lot more today about that. And obviously, I will bring in the news about whether Purdue and Wisconsin will face off this week. So, you know, it might be, uh, you know, a blessing in disguise for Purdue not having to play this game. But uh, again, like I said, expect more cancellations. And when you look at the grand scheme of things, there's one school that released their COVID testing numbers yesterday, and that was 
Iowa. Uh, they had nine of 604 tests come back positive. So, you know, not, not bad, not bad. I mean, that's definitely under the Big Ten window. So uh, that's that's pretty good numbers, pretty good numbers. A little bit of recruiting news as well from yesterday. We all know Mike Loxley has recruited at a very high level at Maryland since he, his return, his second runaround. And yesterday uh, he suffered a recruiting blow. Defensive tackle Marcus Bradley, their second highest rated commit in the 21 class, decommitted yesterday. And this one stings because very much what Mike Loxley's plan on the recruiting side of things has been was to make sure that he got the best talent in the state and the surrounding states. And Bradley is a guy that is from Maryland. And this one, I think this one stings a little bit more. Now, say if Bradley was, you know, from Florida, California, Arizona, wherever that may be, I think it would be a little less sting because of the fact that he's not a regional guy. Well, he's a guy that's in state, so I think this one's going to be tough for Mike Loxley to swallow and uh, unfortunate because, you know, you don't really, uh, you, know, you figure, hey, you know what, a young guy is going to have the opportunity to play in front of his family uh, at a program that is potentially up and coming, and that's just not going to be the case. It looks like Bradley's not even going to consider the Terrapins going forward. So a big loss in the 21 class for Maryland and Mike Loxley. Uh, the times were announced for week four. And uh, let's take a quick look at that. But before I get into that, how about this? Early this morning, there have been rumors of the potential that the Big Ten could revisit having fans in the stands. Now, obviously, it would be a limited amount of fans. It would be very similar to what they were talking about prior to the season starting. Uh, they're talking about potentially, you know, 10 to 15 to 20% of capacity. So uh, that could be interesting going forward. That is definitely something to watch. So uh, week four, the evening game, the highlighted evening game, there's actually three of them, which is a little bit interesting. I'm sorry, two of them, which is a little bit interesting. Uh, you've got Wisconsin taking on Michigan. And then you've got Northwestern taking on Purdue. Uh, I mean, I get the Northwestern and Purdue game. Both teams right now are undefeated 2-0. and And so, yeah, I, I see that one. And then, you know, get the eyes on Wisconsin and Michigan. I think at this point in time, Wisconsin, as long as they don't have another outbreak, 100%, they should be able to play this game. And then you're looking at, you know, Michigan squad that is coming off of that Michigan State loss, but uh, they're still one of the, you know, more watched teams in the conference. So I completely understand this one. Uh, Friday night, once again, and I, I'm going to say it, I hate Friday night games. I really I can't stand them, but in this odd season, I guess I'll give the Big Ten a pass. Uh, you've got Iowa taking on Minnesota. That one is the Friday night game. And then uh, the three noon contests for week four, uh, you've got 0-2 Penn State taking on 0-1 Nebraska. You've got a undefeated Hoosier squad at noon taking on Michigan State. One and one, Mel Tucker, man, that that Michigan win is really going to propel them. I think it's uh, it's a big one, especially in state. Uh, the Fighting Illini 
are taking on Rutgers. And then the only mid-afternoon game, the the Buckeyes are going to be visiting Maryland. So uh, that'll be an interesting one, too. So uh, should be a, a fun week for Slate. Well, that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. I'm, I'm ready to reviews and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a happy Tuesday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.